Yeah! All right! Yeah! That's it! That's right! This is Wrestling With Friends! We're here! You're here! We're all here! Listening on our phones or something. But this is Wrestling With Friends, a podcast about watching and enjoying wrestling with your friends, family, acquaintances, random people sitting in your row uh, at events, um, and other loved ones. We're your friends, Dave, Sean, and Ethan. We, the three of us, grew up watching wrestling as kids throughout high school. Now we're scattered throughout the nation, and this is our chance to catch up, discuss the events in the ring that we love, the business behind it a little bit, mostly celebrate the good things about this crazy and unique interest of ours that has brought us together and that we love so much. And sometimes we kvetch about the shit that annoys us or rage at some of the more egregious <laughs> shit we can't ignore. Um, but we try to keep it light and fun, all while we get increasingly relaxed, inebriated, stoned, more healthy, depending on whatever crazy crap Ethan is drinking this week. But I'm your buddy, Dave. I'm coming at you from the city of Long Beach, New York, where I'm be- I've been enjoying some warm weather and beach days lately. Coming in blazing hot from Los Angeles, it's Hollywood Sean Di Pasquale, as I now call him. Sean, last time, <laughs> last time we spoke, you cryptically mentioned a video game project that you were writing that is currently top secret. Can I trick you into telling us anything more about it now? And is there truth to the rumor that you are relaunching Nintendo's Virtual Boy? <laughs> um, no and yes. <laughs> uh, no, I can't. I'm. I, it's the... It's the first time I've been locked down by an NDA that I that I really don't feel comfortable breaking. <laughs> you know, normally it's like not a real thing or it's an NDA for my own project, but this one, no. Um, like, like I said, it's a fighting game and it's going to be super cool and it's weird as hell. Uh, it's also hot here, uh, but I don't think it's as hot as where I just was, which was in Vegas, baby. Vegas, when, uh, baby. We spent the weekend in Vegas. Whoa. Elizabeth's mom just moved out there, so we spent the weekend in Vegas, uh, and it was a brutal 107 degrees uh, every day that we were there. It was fun because we were at a pool for most of the time, but boy, oh boy, is that an unforgiving heat. It was not built for human beings to live in. <laughs> um, not without like no, the, it's a desert. Without, like, not without you know technology. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I also exactly. Just, I did some traveling to a very hot place recently. Also, I was in St. Louis, Missouri, Missouri for the first time, and Missouri, Missouri. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, two two things are not underrated about Missouri. It's the ribs and the humidity. Um, those things definitely <laughs> live up to the billing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, speaking of being all over the country and traveling, uh, joining us from wherever the world he is this week is our vagabond friend, keeping us up to date on all things um, amino my, amino amino acid beverage based and also intellectual property <laughs> law wise in the world of wrestling. It's Ethan Wall. Ethan, where are, where are you located personally? What's up, guys? Last time we were talking, I was coming to you from Portland, Maine. Since that time, I was living up in the small town of Bar Harbor, Maine. And now I have made my way down to uh, celebrate the 4th of July here in the city of Boston. Mmm, Boston. Did you park your car in the yard? (laughs) Yeah, got some lobster. And uh, yeah, I'm also bringing the heat here because uh, my my apartment does not have working air conditioning, apparently, even though it's 93 degrees outside. So uh, yeah, that's that's nice. Sounds fun. (laughs) Fourth of July in in Boston. That sounds annoying. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty damn annoying. Um, It rained the entire time. Uh, It was about 68 degrees and cold. So I thought I was going to see Patriots out in the street. Firework explosion, a symphony orchestra, people dumping tea into the harbor. (laughs) That's what you thought you were going to see? Yeah. Instead, I spent the 4th of July drinking margaritas at a Mexican restaurant and went to the North End for Italian for dinner and watched the fireworks on my iPhone that we streamed from somewhere else. I mean, honestly, that sounds like a perfect encapsulation of what America is like a beautiful melting pot of different like cultures coming together. I do. I do. An evening of entertainment. Yeah. 
via via yeah, an expensive you are, you are piece so of technology. Wholesome. Well, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Um, and yeah, so this week, as I just kind of alluded to, we're really excited to be joined by a new friend um, because you know we have we don't get to go to wrestling events anymore and really get to you know have haven't <laughs> been able to have uh, for the last year plus. So we haven't got to meet too many fellow wrestling fans, and that's what's so great about social media. Sometimes, a lot of times, it's the worst, but. Uh, sometimes, you know, uh, um, Instagram, the re- Instagram wrestling cu- uh, community or the Twitter wrestling community uh, is awesome. And they brought me, um, you know, to my feed about two weeks ago, I was scrolling and I saw this video show up. Um, I think it was the wrestling classic, one of the one of the best wrestling accounts out there, fan accounts out there um, saying, watch this, watch this poem about wrestling. Now, I'm going to be honestly honest. I don't typically stop to enjoy poetry in my day to day life as much as I should. Um, But it started running and I was hooked. I was hooked for all of it. Like it was like five minutes, but it flew right by. I could have watched 20 minutes of it, 20 more of it. Um, I I found myself laughing at first, then like agreeing it, then then like really agreeing, um, then just kind of feeling seen as a wrestling fan. and then emotional as it went on. <laughs> and then and then it got like really emotional and really real. So I forwarded the video to you guys right away. Um, follow found, you know, found the artist on Instagram, went right to his DM request folder. Um, so I could tell him how much I love the work and ask him to come on so that we could talk some wrestling. And I'm glad I messaged him when I did because that poem blew up that day. Uh, I was checking today, I'm seeing easily over like ten thousand views. Just on Instagram alone, wow. uh, I've seen, you know, like hundreds and hundreds of comments, um, you know, um, just heartfelt praise from like and followers in MVP, Colt Cabana, David Atonga, countless other mm-hmm. wrestling luminaries. So I'm really glad he's here. He's a poet, but he also raps. He writes. He's an overall wordsmith. It's chaos itself. Chaos itself, man. How you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling I am feeling great after that intro. Man, that was amazing. I've known Dave for about 30 years now. He has never said that nice things about me over the course of my entire life. That was awesome. Wow. So you should I'm mention, gone. though, the, the piece is called The F Word. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Chaos, if I can call you Chaos. Absolutely. Um, okay, great. Uh, why? Let's start with that. Why the F Word? <laughs> well, with the, with the F Word, you know, is... You know, wrestling is fake, right? That's what she told me when I was talking to somebody else about what happened on AEW Dynamite last night. Like, she thought she was going to give me this mind-blowing revelation instead of joining the conversation and learning something instead of hating. <laughs> but I tried to have patience with her, but she kept going on. She was like, you know they don't really punch each other for real, and the ring is like a trampoline, so don't really hurt when they fall. It's the, the term that wrestling fans identify with. They, they don't like the word fake. Every yeah. not wrestling fan likes to point out, hey, it's fake, it's fake. You know, we don't we don't like the F word. So mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to say that just to get wrestling fans' attention and people that don't know it's about wrestling. It's like, oh, what is he going to talk about? That's it's an attention grabber before I even say. Nice, nice. That's it. That that's exactly the kind of answer I was looking for. And it, and it's a, and it's great. It is exactly what you said. It's an attention grabber. Um, for them, what ends up being like a really compelling. I I think I I gotta echo Dave. Like I don't think. Some poetry would normally stop me, but wrestling poetry, you know, or a poem about wrestling, that's, that's a hook enough to make me go like, Oh, okay. I didn't, I never thought of putting those two things together. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I try to just combine my loves of it. This is actually, actually the first time I did a poem about wrestling, my whole poetry career. I've been doing it for like five years and I, I never did a poem about, about wrestling or my father. So this is like the first time I did both. Wow, uh, yeah. and 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 where are you uh, where are you located? I'm located in Maryland, uh, what they call PG County. They cool. we call it the DMV, DMV area, DC, Maryland, and Virginia. But PG County is is like super close to DC and like right in the middle. Speaking of places that are probably a little annoying during July Fourth. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe the fireworks that's been going off since June twentieth to <laughs> to like right now, like. It's, it's crazy because like in PG County specifically, fireworks are illegal, but every other county around it, they are, they're, they are legal. 
So everyone just buys fireworks and launches them off our whole night. America. Damn, America. that's crazy. Yeah, America. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was watching it, the first the first thing that jumped out at me was uh, the reverse colorway NWO shirt. NWO shirt you were wearing. Uh, you know, a typical NWO uh, shirt is like kind of like the one that I'm wearing right now, where it's the white. I right, mean, it's, right. it's all black with the white lettering, and yours was you know the reverse of that. Uh, so that was yeah. awesome. Um, uh, yeah, I tried to um. The, with with the, the event I was at, it was called Pure Poetry DC, and they was doing their nine-year anniversary. Every anniversary that they do, um, it's headed up by Orville the Poet, by the way, but every time they do the anniversary, it's an all-white event. And I was like, I'm, I'm planning to do this wrestling poem. I don't have a white shirt. Let me go on Amazon to see if they have a white wrestling shirt. I saw the NWO. It's like, it's inside out, but it's white, but it, 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 it'll work. And I got here in time, so it worked out. That was awesome. No, because I definitely I'm a I'm a big wrestling T-shirt fan. So that got my attention. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's a good that's a good, you know, variation of the NWO shirt. So that got my attention. And then really, it was just the simple approachability of it. How it started out with I was talking to someone else about what happened on AEW Dynamite last night. And then that <laughs> just that pulled me in because that's kind of, you know, I felt that um, it made it real to me uh, in a way that you don't usually see on the Internet with uh -huh. wrestling fans. Uh, like you yeah. were out there in the world with a girl and just kind of chatting about wrestling with somebody. That that was true. That was a true story. Like that legit happened. Like probably like the, the day or the week before I started writing it, I was really talking to somebody else and somebody just butted into the conversation. Like, what are you doing? So I was like, oh, this could be a poem. I got to turn this into something. That's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. That's what. How long have you been doing poetry for? I, I've been doing poetry for five years. Like, well. I was 2016. That's five. Quick maths. Yeah, that's five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so uh, I've been writing for like almost all my life, like just uh, rapping and all that. But I started legit doing poetry, spoken word poetry for real, 2016. So it's like five year anniversary. And what got you into that and making the transition? Um, I like I like writing in general. With like rapping, uh, there was some beats that I didn't like. Like as like the sound changed, I couldn't connect with what's going on. Uh, I wanted to do original beats, but I couldn't find the one I really liked. But then I actually went to a, a poetry event. Um, in the DMV area, we have this restaurant called Blessed Boys and Poets, and they would have open mic nights every once in a while, and like once a month, or once a week. So I, I went to one and I saw it on stage, and I just saw how everybody connected with the person, how like people really pay attention to what they're saying, and not necessarily the beat or how they look or how they dance, how they move. like. The, a poetry crowd is very focused, and that's the kind of people I want to speak to because I have a lot of creativity in my head. So I want people to really listen to it, and like poetry is the place where they really, really pay attention. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a really. <laughs> I think it's a really good. Um, it's like a really. Uh, it's a really well thought out reason for for why to make that switch, and it makes a lot of sense as you explain it. Uh, mm. You know, to really direct the focus back to what you have to say, and not get distracted by all the bells and whistles. You know, so to speak. Oh yeah. Um, or clicks and whistles, as uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force would say. And one in a hood, Chi. Exactly. You know it. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew he was, I knew he was a friend just waiting to happen. He was just, you know, a friend we had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I have to ask you, I have to ask you, Chaos, um, what did happen on AEW uh, Dynamite that night, the night before that? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Oh, you know what? I do not remember. Like this, this was back in April, and I don't remember what happened. I was just so like just jarred from that conversation I was trying to have with somebody else because like when you speak out in the wild and you and you run into a fellow wrestling fan that you didn't know that was a wrestling fan, it's a beautiful experience. Yeah. And I, and I saw it. I was like, I didn't even know you watched wrestling. So we're into it. We're talking, and here comes this this lady. You know, so yeah, I don't remember what happened. It, I know it was great. I have a feeling it was booked very well. <laughs> it, it's so funny because that that same feeling used to happen to me whenever, like, like you know, pre like the Marvel movies. But like, anytime I'd overhear people talking about like comic books, mm. it was always like, oh. Oh, they're in the club. This is cool. Right. Like, and, you know, and you're like, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, and I, I think, I think as someone, at least for me, someone who was never like a, uh, I was never really a big sports fan outside of like sports entertainment. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, that was like my, you know, that was like my, oh yeah, I know this, I know this lingo. Like I can speak this lingo and, right. and it, it's always like, oh, now I have an instant friend, which is great. 
Um, how long does it take you? You said you came up with this poem pretty quickly uh, after like yeah. you had this conversation. How long does it normally take to get something like this out, or does it kind of just all flow in one sitting? It uh, it it varies drastically. Like um, sometimes it might take me about three months to do a poem. I might start something and then like it doesn't hit me and I move on to something else. This particular poem, um, it took about I w- I started it last year because I was like I want to do a wrestling poem about people thinking it is fake and how I don't watch traditional sports, but it never came together. So when I had a conversation with um, that person in April, I was like, oh, this is it. And then, then Father's Day was coming up and I was like, all right, let me see if I, cause I want to do a poem on my father too, but I never put two and two together into that conversation. So after April, after that conversation, it probably took me maybe like a month altogether to get it, get it ready. So I, I wrote it within that month and that, that place where I performed it was June 2nd. So I had to, I, I memorized it like right before. So that's, that's pretty quick for me. A month to write a poem is pretty quick. So yeah. And how did you feel like moments before you're getting up on stage, you're about to give a performance and you know that this is something that the audience is first going to say like, all right, where's he going with this? Then they're going to laugh and then you're going to strike a really meaningful chord. How were you feeling? Were you nervous? Were you excited? What was going through your mind right before you began? I was very nervous. Normally I'm always nervous like right before and right after I do a performance. But this time, because normally um, at Poetry Spots, especially at Pure Poetry, Pure Poetry DC, I'm normally like the entertainer. I'll say something that's that, that make people laugh or I'll, I'll say something that has bars in it. Oh, that was very clever. They, they, the crowd clap. But I never do anything personal or vulnerable. So this is the first time I did something really, really vulnerable. I didn't know how that crowd was going to take it, viewing me as like the entertainer, so to speak. So I tried to blend a bunch of different emotions at the same time and then switch it now that I got the attention, I got you open and laughing. And just knowing that I was gonna do something very, very real was nerve wracking. Like I was so nervous, but it it worked out. Like thank God it worked out. Yeah, I mean, and 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 you 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 definitely uh, had that balance amazing in terms of where I was laughing, I was laughing, and then like you said, it got it got real with some, you know, true uh vulnerability, which like, you know, thank you for sharing that, first of all. Like, you know, because you know, I, I, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I feel like, um, um, and then it was, it was hilarious. I mean, like some of the things you were pointing out that were <laughs> fake was whatever her favorite movie is. Doesn't matter what her favorite movie is, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's fake. Uh, you also said, you know, like, um, uh, love and hip hop is fake, right? And you, Beyonce's entire Lemonade album is fake. <laughs> oh man, that Beyonce line. The, the yeah. energy sucked through the room. Like, it was with me, then all the women was like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, that's so funny because I just had a conversation about that album where I was like, come on, you really think that wasn't like a big work? Exactly. And my fiance was like, no, no, it wasn't. That's her pain and he cheated on her and he's a piece of shit. And I was like, yeah, right, but like, come yeah. on. Like, yeah. it was a work, dude. Like, yeah. that's yeah. wrestling 101. Like... Like, and she's yeah. like, well, what about Solange? I'm like, yeah, yeah. that was a good bump. <laughs> it just so, <laughs> it was a good bump, exactly. <laughs> it just it just so happens they had their 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 physical altercation at like one of the most public events of the year on the security camera. I mean, it was straight right. up fucking WWE. Um, yeah, they knew where the hard cam was. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I think when you when you really understand, uh, you know, it's amazing. When you really understand how wrestling works, how pro wrestling works, and how it's all a work, you know, I think you really oh, yeah. do just see the world for what it is, right? And I think, yeah. like, yeah, you got those sunshades on, like uh, Roddy Piper and they live. They live. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just seeing the world, seeing the world through the correct the, the correct lenses. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. it's it's not far from the truth because you know the truth. publicity and like that that whole like that whole business, especially around celebrity, like they're doing exactly they're 
they are putting out what they want you to see, which is the same thing that wrestling is doing. They're right. putting out what they want you to see down to like their press releases, down to who they fire, when they fire them, how publicly they let them go. Mm. I mean, like it's, it's never a mistake that like contract stuff gets out before it gets out. Like this is oh, yeah. not a massive corporation where there's a million leaks. Like it's a very controlled corporation that has, I'm sure multiple feelers out for when information can leak, you know, and when like backstage fights become real. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, well, well. Speaking of the things that you said were fake, the best line I feel like to me was that seedless grapes is fake. <laughs> yes, like, like I, it's people. People, all fruit has seeds in it, like naturally. So that's how fruit becomes more fruit. But like, there's no seeds in seedless grapes. They're fake. They are manufacturing it. And people, it's, it's, it's just a small thing I noticed that people don't really pay attention to. So I love seedless grapes, grapes, but not, but they're not real. But okay. Like, yeah, like, like, I feel like, you know, pointing out that Game of Thrones or The Sopranos is not a documentary is obviously like things that people realize, but throwing in, throwing in seedless grapes, I think took it to a whole other level. So I love that. I love that. No. Thank no. you. And not many people really care about that seedless grapes line. This feels good. Oh, I mean, I legit laugh out loud. Legit, I got a legit laugh out loud out of that one. <laughs> so I want to run it back. Can we, I want to run it back, get to know you a little bit more as a wrestling fan. Um, when did you get into wrestling? I got into wrestling um, in the in the nineties with my dad. With this, the, like the spectacle, like back when like gimmicks were like gimmicks, like the Undertaker, you know, Coco Beware with his bird. You know what I mean, like. It was just larger than life, like back in the day. Like I was watching WWF really hard. Then I transitioned to like WCW around the NWO and Hulk Hogan turning heel type of thing. And it's just been back and forth since then. Then ECW and then Ring of Honor really hard. And independent circuit, like that's around Ring of Honor. That's when I really, really got into it because I, I started, me and my friends started actually going to Ring of Honor shows. And it was like, this is the best thing ever. The athleticism is great. And we get like the best seat in the house, even though we're in the fifth row. Like, this is amazing. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, there's nothing cooler than managing to sneak your way up to the front of a, of a, of a wrestling show. Like the great. perspective changes so much. I, I was lucky enough to do it once in my life. Otherwise we always had cheap seats, but like <laughs> we, you know, we were the, the Dave and I, uh, were lucky enough to, to get, uh, right on the aisle like right on the aisle where the where the wrestlers come down Ooh. for a raw and uh you can watch what, what year was that dave it was uh 1990 1999 i believe it was the episode where uh the undertaker yeah. the undertaker wow. gets crucified on his symbol i mean not crucified he gets placed on his symbol oh <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah wow yeah, there for that. That's crazy. If you, yeah. if we we've talked on camera, we we, yeah. we blink and you'll miss it. We're on the WWE network <laughs> yeah. a couple times. I might We're check on. Peacock. See you today. That's right. They played a very important role in the crucifixion <laughs> of the Undertaker. <laughs> we told them to do it. <laughs> oh. oh, I think the the best seats I had was like um uh they we me and my friends we, we used to drive. The, to, to Philadelphia from like DC for Ring of Honor shows. And we was there, I forget what year it was, but it's when Homicide was the champion and he lost right. the belt to Takeshi Morishima. Like mm. we didn't, we didn't even, cause back then Ring of Honor championships don't change hands that often. So he was like, oh, Homicide just got this. And he, he lost, like the crowd was just crushed, but it was amazing when I look back at it. Like when we was like front row, there's, there's like That's pictures of awesome. us. It's crazy. That's amazing. That's amazing. So. So your area, so the scene there, like it sounds like you guys had a pretty good indie scene, right? Ring of Honor was coming through. Uh, tell, can you tell me about like about the the DMV uh, scene general for wrestling? We have um, the MCW was is big over here. Um, then Ring of Ring of Honor was coming to the area. They would be in like Virginia, maybe Baltimore, and um, there was a wrestling promotion RCW couple years back like ruckus from blackout started it and that was like a, one of the main things for maybe like a couple of years but like since since this area is so close to everything else we get we everything's in driving distance so like if it's in philly then it's like a two-hour drive there. 
So it's not a lot in this area, but like close all around, the indie scene was like really, really, really big. Who were who was one of the guys that you would see in the indie scenes that you know this guy or this gal is going to be a big star and then turned out to be kind of that big star that you would hope that they would be? We um it was actually Adam Cole and I wanna say I wanna say Adam Cole and uh, Johnny Gargano it might have been Colorado. Um, but back when uh, Dragon's Gate was Dragon had, had Dragon's Gate USA in Philadelphia, they wrestled a dark match. It was five minutes, but they wrestled like it was a pay per view heavyweight match. I was like, "Yo, these guys are going to be amazing." Why are they on like the pre show? And then you know, as history tells you, they're like big stars. But yeah, yeah, Gabe running a uh, Dragon's Gate USA in the Philly scene was elevated everything like. Pac and like Ricochet and seeing like Shima and like um, Yoshino come over like it, the Philly uh, Philly of course I, I say that's like the mecca of independent wrestling so us going up there all the time is just I've seen stars just rise it's, it's crazy that's awesome yeah, that's awesome that's awesome yeah I got I was lucky yeah. I, I've got to see one one Ring of Honor show I went to a um uh the last the last uh, final battle that had all of, all of the elite guys in it. Like basically Ooh, it was nice. Yeah. 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 There was like ladder war, whatever with, you know, the Briscoes, yeah. the young bucks. It was fucking, it was insane. It was, oh, that's amazing. yeah, it was, you know, the elite elite puts everyone overnight um, on their way out <laughs> basically. And, yeah. it was, and it was in Hammerstein ballroom. So like, which I always, wanted, always wanted to see a wrestling show there. Like in terms yes. of, it's, it's, it's even better than I could have imagined. You're right on top. You're, if you know how it looks Aww. like you're right on top, you are right on top. Yeah. And if you want to talk about moving down, that's so cool. There's no sneaking. Like there's, you're just allowed to move down. <laughs> like it's complete chaos. Aww. So that's <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> so yeah so when, wow that's awesome man when, when when ring of honor comes back to new york or is in philly or the or or you know down out in dc we gotta we gotta we gotta put it together we gotta hang out and uh we gotta catch oh, a show yeah. oh yeah i'm down i'm down shit ethan we're gonna have to take a trip let's do it man bring it yeah. on bring it yeah. on to make one of those signs that says Ethan Wall eats babies. <laughs> we may or we may or may not have had that sign at that raw in 1999. On that raw, that's oh, right. Oh, it made oh, oh wow, <laughs> I definitely got to catch him. Oh dude, it, that's that's like that was like one of the crowning achievements of our lives, and uh, <laughs> has been told that story has been told multiple times on this show, just because it's like that was our moment. We did it. We made it onto TV, onto WWE in the 90s. That's back just when they didn't confiscate signs. Y'all can say that's right. <laughs> dude, that's right. Dude, I had I had such a horrifying sign and like they put it on the Titan Tron. Like not only was it not bad, <laughs> they celebrated it. And it oh, yeah. and the sign said That is amazing. <laughs> the sign said and I'm so I'm so embarrassed oh. to this day. The sign said, personally, Mr. Ass. <laughs> I'm a vagina man. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, of that is epic. Yo. Yo. Wow. Yeah. They put it very there. cordial. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very cordial. Very polite. Very respectful to Mr. Ass. I mean, his oh, that's, yeah. that's one of my goals. I, I want I want a sign to, to, to show up on TV. Like I want mm-hmm. I want a sign to show up on TV and I want to be like so famous and important, but not that famous, but famous enough that they like have uh uh, a name under me, and they, not, they announce I'm there on TV. Oh yeah, that's, that's a, a goal. that's a that's good a dream to have. Yeah. That's a good goal. Yeah, so that's achievable too. I feel like. Hell yeah, I hope so. So, so yeah. what would what Absolutely. would what would your sign say? Um, <laughs> ooh, I would I, I would there's a um, there's a referee right, and I, and I'm, I hate that I forgot his name, but he's on Raw, but he he started in Baltimore area. And he's such a good ref. Like, even for a, a Baltimore scene, just 20 people in a crowd, he would put on a show. He always catch everything. He wasn't, he didn't do ref bumps. Like, he's such a good ref, and he works for WWE. And I, I went to Battleground in 2016. I had, my sign said, best ref in the business, because that's why I would call him in the Baltimore shows. Like, well, me and my friends, when we go, we're really, really loud. 
<laughs> like we we don't necessarily put ourselves over, but we people know who we are when we get there. And I always tell them he's the best ref in the business. He recognizes it. So I wanted to let him know, but he never saw it. So that I wouldn't say best ref in the business. I got to remember his name so he can know who I am. I was I was trying to Google it, and Baltimore uh, Baltimore referee re- re- wrestling gets you a lot of gets you a lot of results. So I didn't I don't know. Uh, <laughs> a shout out to that referee, man. Yeah. I can only assume it's either uh, Mike Chioda or uh, or Little Nate because those are the only referees I know. He he's De- Derek Moore with an A. Uh, Derek all right, Moore. black black guy, Derek Moore. Derek Moore. All right. Well, there you go. Derek Moore. You got Let's your go. shout out. Let's now go, we got to get, Moore. we, we yeah. got to make this match happen. We got to have <laughs> right. him know how, ma- how important he is to you. Exactly. Derek Moore, best ref in the game. Best ref of the game. Yeah, we, we did. um Best ref of the business. Yes. We went to a little yeah. indie show in Denver. It was uh, Dave's brother's <laughs> bachelor party. And we went to this little indie show in a comic book store in Mile High Comics wow. in Denver. Um, and it was, it was awesome that like, like just in the middle of the comic shop, it was so cool. So say com- and we say- definitely made ourselves known at that show <laughs> <laughs> in terms of comic shops. I mean, it was a warehouse. It was a giant warehouse with the wrestling ring and some of us may or may not have been on acid and, uh, it was a beautiful experience. <laughs> and to your point, Sean, yes, we were. To your point, Sean, we were obnoxious and definitely made ourselves known. Um, I love that's one of the things I love about. <laughs> I love that about indie shows. Like I go to Evolve shows um, a lot, Chaos, over, and uh, Evolve, or I did, you uh-huh. know, back when live shows Evolve. were a thing. So I go to Evolve <laughs> Evolve shows, and right. uh, you know, like in like Queens, and I realized like everybody here's got a gimmick. Like all the fans have a gimmick now, and. You know, because we live in like the, you know, Comic-Con post cosplay times. And I feel like, you know, just everybody's in on it. Everybody's working the gimmick. um, And it's fun. Right. Right. Um, So how do you roll? How do you roll when you go to when you show up to shows? I mean, I roll with my friends. We have our wrestling shirt paraphernalia. Um, We we recently got into the belt collecting business. So now we travel with our belts. You know, we're excited because... uh, Ring of Honor is coming to Baltimore next Sunday, and this is the first time I'm going to have a belt there. And I have the the OG, uh, Loki Xavier, Samoa Joe, Austin Aries, Ring of Honor World Champion belt. I'm going to bring it there, and it's, it's going to be a great time. I'm going to fit right in with everybody else finally. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell That's yeah. so cool. Oh yeah. I, 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 I saw. Um, are you? Yeah, I was looking at your at your belt collection. You've got some sick shit. I see you got the. Uh, I saw it on on your Instagram, which is uh, T Chaos itself. We'll we'll spell that out yes, again at the end of the show. But um, I saw uh, you also have the World Television Championship from ECW. I mean, like the tat, like that's yes. so badass. It's so uh, badass. I love that's, television. That's, titles that's the first belt I got. That's awesome. Oh yeah, because like my my friends, how we started it when we started up, they started with me. So like. Um, for my birthday, they all got together and they got me that belt because I love RVD and like I love the fact that he turned that television title so prestigious, held it for like seven hundred days and it main evented over the world title. So they they got that for me and it's like it's the gold one. So it's like the first one they did before they kind of changed the color. So that's like one of my favorite ones. And then after that, we we get together, we buy each each of us a belt and it's like a cycle, like a like a gifting service almost. But yeah, that's that's I love that belt. I love that. Belt. And then do you have like, uh, are you, so Dave, Dave ends every episode of this show with a different t-shirt, wrestling t-shirt that he's procured. At this point, he has a, 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 a small college funds worth of uh, <laughs> wrestling tees. Are you, uh, are you a big kids. t-shirt collector as well? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got a bunch of wrestling t-shirts. Either I'm wearing a wrestling t-shirt or like a Spider-Man t-shirt. This is nice. is one of the other. what uh you got any any favorite shirts anything like vintage that like you absolutely love oh i got a um a a stunning steve austin shirt oh one half half of the hollywood blonde exactly with with brian pillman like i love that one it's just i i gotta get like better shoes to match it but complete (laughs) the fit but like 
I still I, that's that's one of my favorite vintage so, old school shirts. So you yeah. have you have a legit vintage like Jim Crockett Productions Sunny Steve Austin shirt. Just to be clear, um, no, oh. <laughs> it's definitely pro wrestling tees uh, throwback, oh. but. Oh. <laughs> but but it, 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 it does it says stunning Steve on it and it has it has him with the hair. It's, just no, not, awesome. it's, it's no. not super old. No, no, that's that's that's, awesome. that's a fucking awesome shirt. And I'm gonna go on pro wrestling tees right now and probably order that because that sounds oh, yeah. like that sounds like a shirt a shirt for the summer for sure. Because <laughs> I was just saying like I've never even seen a shirt like what 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 that would have been and like it belongs in a museum <laughs> if it were yeah. real. So I mean if it were if it were the vintage, so that's dope. And what's even better is like you can actually wear it, which is, I'm all about that. Oh I'm yeah. All, oh yeah. All. I got to yeah. show it all. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks when you get too vintage with the shirts and then they, and then they really do. You're just like, I feel weird wearing this cause <laughs> I'm going to ruin it. Cause I'm a mess. At least me anyway, I'll ruin it. I mean, if, um, I'm, if I'm wearing so chaos, what, if I'm like, wearing going way back, if I'm wearing it to a wrestling show, like there's like a 20% chance I'm going to get puke on it. So <laughs> right <laughs> like some pizza sauce or beer like that yeah exactly. and there's a 10 percent chance that that puke is mine 90 <laughs> percent chance oh, is mine. like uh scott steiner over there <laughs> <laughs> best best promo ever so who who was like your what was your first fave like who was your first fave wrestler as a kid like who did you who did you go over for first i loved i loved the ultimate warrior only because like he was colorful, like it's the face paint, the tassels. And I think just like as a kid, just to see all that. And he was just like really strong. He was just hype and just running around everywhere. Like later I learned about like he really couldn't wrestle at all. <laughs> but like I, <laughs> I liked him as a character. So like Ultimate Warrior started it off. Then like I got into more technical stuff like uh, Bret Hart, and, like Mr. Perfect. And like, oh, these, all right, this is wrestling. So like I, I definitely matured throughout every day. I think that's a common journey for wrestling fans, and uh, you know, you, I mean, certainly for all, all, all of us, like it's, it's like, it's the character, it's the personality, it's maybe the storyline, and then you start to go like, oh, there's like skill too, right. and like, and and like, there's other guys that are maybe aren't so flashy, but like they're skillful as fuck, and like there's a whole different level of appreciation the deeper end you get to wrestling, um, and Ultimate Warrior. I mean, I think, I think you nailed it. There's an as a kid, he had this energy that very much felt like it matched your own energy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he was just like, <laughs> like shaking the rope and running around. And it was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> right. And I did yeah. a couple times. I was running around the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used, no. we used to do it on the playground. And like, and like we would, you, you would like grab the side of a swing and just like shake it. And I remember a couple of times the teacher came over and was like, you have to stop doing that. Like that. I don't know what's going on, but it seems not okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I too did cocaine and anabolic steroids as a ten-year-old. <laughs> I mean, haven't we all? You know, haven't we all? <laughs> so, who are you into now? Like, who's your who's your current day uh, your your current day guy? It, it kind of varies from time to time. Like, I, I will always love AJ Styles. I think he's the greatest wrestler of all time. It's just sometimes he's not in the best uh, storylines, but you know I, I, I'll let it slide because of his skill and his accomplishments. I, I, yeah. I like I, I like the the high flyers, so I, I love Ricochet. I love Will Osprey. And side note, if I could just flex for a little bit, as this pot is going, one of my friends told me that Will Osprey shared my poem on his story on Instagram, and that made my day. Wow, dude! Like, oh. He messaged me and like, yo. I'm like, I'm, I mean, you picked, you picked, you picked such a strong niche because it's like the, the wrestling world isn't that big, especially like the professional side of it. Like everyone knows everyone. And so it's like, you, you, you really picked like the perfect thing to kind of come in strong with. Cause like, you know, if it's good, it's going to get shared yeah. amongst the fans. And if it gets shared enough amongst the fans, they're going to tag the, the wrestlers. And then of course they're all going to share it with each other backstage and it shows and on their phones so like well but, done but my that, friend well that's, done. that's the thing i had no idea it was gonna do no like yeah because I, I did um let me like a couple of months before i did this freestyle called barcade and it was just uh, i did it to a beat and it was a bunch of just wrestling bars like intricate stuff that people would really catch and no one liked it like it got no views no one shared it i was like all right maybe this wrestling thing is not really gonna pop 
But so, but I didn't think about it. So when I did this poem, I just put it out there and made a video. I was like, all right, the people that was at the show, the poetry show is going to like it. And that's it. Then it just, it just blew up. I had no idea, but I'm glad this one happened other than the, you know, just me rapping about anything, but I'm glad yeah. this one really, really came across really well. Well, this one had a personal angle to it that like, yeah. I'm sure made it that much well, more meaningful you were, uh, you, when it when it popped, you know. Yeah, and you, you you weren't you weren't trying to like fill in the issue. You weren't trying to please an audience. You were just literally had this thing you needed to get out and speak, and that's what you did. And you know, you connected, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, that's that, I think that's exactly what I wasn't really trying to chase anything. I just had a story to tell, and people connected to that. And it worked. It worked out. I'm really glad it worked out. Yeah, there seems to be the same parallel that happens. In professional wrestling all the time, you've got the guys at the top trying to push the Roman Reigns as the top <laughs> face, trying to push these storylines. The fans don't like it. And then you have Damian Sandow coming out, <laughs> just like pouring his heart out. And just everyone, <laughs> yeah, man, Sandow went huge, right? Oh, he was so that's, over in his look, head. Oh, my God. I could have I teed up a Daniel Bryan, but that's just too predictable. You have to go, you have to go with the deep cuts. And speaking exactly. with the deep cut, Sean asked you earlier, he bookended you. He's like, who'd you like in the beginning, Ultimate Warrior? Who's your favorite now, AJ Styles? Both classic mm-hmm. ones. Dave and I were there when AJ Styles debuted. Ooh, uh, at the WWE. So, so yeah. they're big ones. But what the, I want At the know. Rumble. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yep. Royal Rumble? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The, we, were, we were there live. The energy had to be crazy that night. Yeah. It was insane. The moment his music started, just every single person in that audience knew exactly who was coming out right Ooh, now. And the, wow. the pop should have, and I hope it was, and I think that AJ Styles still talks about this to this day, uh-huh. how satisfying it was because he thought, no one's going to know who I am. <laughs> right. And the place just exploded. Well, that's awesome. that's exploded. amazing. That is amazing. The way, I mean, the way that that song starts, you know, it's just like that, like organ note, like, and (laughs) nobody knew like what was happening. So it just kind of, everybody got quiet, like what's going on. And then when Uh he just comes down, he comes out with it, with his hood down like that, when he came down with his hood down, you know, all the, everyone who knew, knew everyone who knew, knew. Oh Yeah. And then when he did the oh, flip, man. you know, he did the flip back, you know, show, <laughs> and the place fucking went nuts. The place went fucking banana, as the late great uh, Pat Patterson would say. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so he's your guy now. But but speaking of deep cuts, uh, I mentioned Damian Sandow. Each one of us has a wrestler that was never that popular, but we really loved him, whether it's the Buff Bagwell, your Alex Wright, your Sugar Shane Helms. Ooh, who's wow. Who's your wrestler over the years that's kind of your guilty pleasure in a way that, that, you, that you loved, whether you're embarrassed to tell us or not? We, we want to know. Ah, oh, that is a really good question. I've never heard that before. Um, wow. Maybe, um, wow. I'm not here to answer the easy ones. <laughs> I, 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 I see, I see. <laughs> Um, I could see Sean over there just kind of like looking up like, oh, no, is he going to ask me <laughs> next? Am I going to group? Uh, no, I, I have an too? answer. I, I have an answer. I can solve for time for oh, chaos. Please, please if, do. Please if, do. If we need to, if we need to <laughs> I can tell you Sean's answer, I feel like. Go ahead. Is it Coco Beware? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you Coco Beware fan. I know it. I fucking love- Look. I I love Coco Beware. He had a bird with him. Oh, like, the bird was amazing. <laughs> I mean, come on. So well trained. So well trained. That bird was in an <laughs> arena for like, like thousands of screaming people. That's ridiculous. The bird would just chill with him. Oh man, like I, Coco Beware. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's guilty pleasure. <laughs> Such a dumb concept. <laughs> like, but uh, it was great. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, I think I, I think I got one. I think I got one. Oh okay. So. My, my my guilty pleasure is uh, Curry Man. Mm. If you if you uh, yep. would know, he's, he's Curry Man. Curry Man. He's hot. He's spicy. He tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a, he was in Ring of Honor. He was in I oh want to say God. New Japan, but like because yep. yep. of course like allegedly because we know for sure allegedly allegedly he's Christopher Daniels. Yeah, it's Christopher Daniels. So, right? so so there was times where they were on the same show but never really recognized. People didn't. People didn't know who it was, like the oh. El Generico mystery. Like, who is really this guy? We don't know. <laughs> but, 
but like Kurt Curry Man and just Chris Chris Daniels allegedly doing comedy as another person was just absolutely amazing. I loved it. Oh man, oh, his ring attire is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Oh man, with the crop top and the the the, the ramen hat. Oh yeah, man. the ramen hat. <laughs> Yo, oh man, I love wrestling so much. Anything absolutely. So much. So we, we've been talking a, a lot about live shows. What was the last show uh, you attended, Chaos? Did you did you have you been to one recently, or was your last one like pre pre pandemic? The last one was actually pre pandemic. It was a, a Ring of Honor show in Baltimore, the same place. They had something called Free Honor. It was something like that, but it was like free to to go. It was probably like mm-hmm. in February. And wow. It was like they just want to get people like out and like because they was um starting a new market in Baltimore. It was going to start to be based there like again. But then after that show, the pandemic happened and shut everything down. So Damn. like so this the fact that they're coming back and doing a pay per view like Best in the World in the same building is like a homecoming. So this is this is going to be amazing. Oh, that's gonna be a crazy show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When's that? Um, When's that? Should we go to that? That is um <laughs> that is next Sunday. Next Sunday the <laughs> the. 11th. Yeah, this upcomes on the 11th. Yeah, Dave, tell your wife you're going to that. Can't make that. Can't make that. So before we get onto uh, news, uh, some some brief news this week, I I want to I want to briefly jump off of wrestling because uh, you mentioned you you mentioned your comic book T-shirts which tells me you're a big comic book guy um and and like i know you're like a fan of video games too so like i want to i want to talk about like what are what are like your top comics what are you reading now um and like what kind of stuff you playing what have you played recently um i recently beat ratchet and clank on the ps5 I'm oh like, nice i'm a big ratchet and clank fan like i played every single one so like this is like one of my favorite franchises ever and like this one is really good like the, the of course the graphics but like the the action the set pieces and the weapons and like just how the uh the riffs that go in it it is just it feels fun. next gen like especially like the the rumble and the haptic feedback like i love wrestling like this is one of my favorite ones like really um oh man i'm i'm still waiting for my ps to be able to order a ps5 and like that's uh, the, that's all i'm a i'm mostly a pc gamer these days but uh, like every once in a while you know yeah. you get a good exclusive so you got you got to have the you got to have the 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 PlayStation, um, and oh, that's yeah. like at the top of my list, man. When I get a PS Five, I want to play that game. So it looks so good. So it's I, I'm glad amazing. to hear it's awesome. I, I got lucky on a GameStop drop like in March, but no, nah, that's a re- that's a reason I got a PS Five. Yeah, they ratchet and clay, and also yeah. dying over and over again in Returnal. Like I love it, <laughs> but I I hate it. I rage quit all the time. Oh, Eternal's painful. Oh painful my gosh. game. Pain, uh, not not fun for me. Painful, painful. Is, <laughs> uh, and what about what about comics? Where are you at with that stuff? Are you a, a big two guy? Or are you more of like an indie books dude? Um, I'm, I, I dabble in the comics. Like I like the comic world, but like most of the time, I'll like watch a YouTube video explaining everything. But one one of my favorite comics ever is Invincible. Like that's that's the the one comic I read every one all 144 issues though. So like when the the TV show was announced and it came out, I, I I finally felt like one of those people like the people that read Game of Thrones back in the day. Like oh I know Red Wedding's gonna happen. I was like nah. I felt I felt important. Like just just watch what what I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah, 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 dude, yeah. dude. How good was how yeah. fucking good was that show? Oh, like, it was so good. And, they did and, everything like, so great. Dude, they changed up stuff but they never broke it they changed the right things they like they 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 gave you know more time to like the right things they like shifted the order around but it but it, it just made it better which was i that's what i was most impressed with because uh dave and i also uh, every issue of invincible from like mm-hmm. the minute it came out you know yeah. um i've got the compendiums in, in the other room like the, the, nice. the big giant ass ones nice um i saw i saw, I, I mean, I saw you had that great show and I saw you uh, on on Instagram. You had that ill. You have that ill invincible uh, hoodie where it's like the costume one, where it, it looks like the eye. Oh, yes. Oh, oh that, cool. The the hoodies like I, I get I get my hoodies from a very specific place that takes three months to to order and to come in. But my comic book hoodies that's why I get known for in like the poetry world. If it's cold and they see me in a Spider Man or a random hoodie. That's what I see. Uh, when they dropped that Invincible hoodie like a couple of years ago, I, was like, I need this. And I'm glad somebody <laughs> recognized it. I can finally wear it 
when Invincible the TV shows out, people know what it is. But I, I yeah. love Invincible so much. Yeah. Uh, when, when they announced that that show was coming back for more seasons, I, I got so happy. I was so relieved that people responded to it as, as, as much as I hoped that they, that they would. Oh yeah. Um, I, I just, I think they, the only thing I'm nervous about is they keep talking about doing a live action movie, which I, I just, uh, I don't think you can tell this story as a movie in any kind of satisfying way. And I think, I don't even know if you need to now that we have the cart, you know, the animated series version. I like, yeah. I, I just, I yeah. don't know, man. I, I, I also thought the movies would come out first, but then like the show yeah. came out and I was like, we don't, we don't really need this. Like what arc are they going to tell in a movie that the show didn't already touch on? And, and frankly, even in the show, the gore is like just like stomachable enough because it's like animated, but I, yeah. I don't know if that's Ooh. enjoyable nah. in a movie. I just don't know if like the boys pulls it off pretty well, but it's a little more tongue in cheek. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, and Invincible doesn't use gore to be funny they use it to be horrific and like i don't know if that's that tone will mix in live action what do you think too much right i don't think it will work it, yeah. it'll be it'll be way too much like saw you know what i mean like yeah it's like all right <laughs> like that's cool porn. but like exactly i don't want it to be a torture porn type of thing it's, it's gory enough on the show to show how serious things are yeah. but like yeah. as a live action ah i don't know if i can do it seriously um all right. Well, I, I, I won't. I won't detract us too much because our, our fans don't give a shit about our love for Invincible. Um, all of our but, fans. Uh, let, let's talk about some some news, Dave. Uh, yeah, I'll call twenty six of them. I Dave, just want to say you I don't want to work us through a new segment. Yeah, I just want to say for, yeah. I, I know for a fact that like comic book Alex probably cares about Invincible, and you know our fans. <laughs> uh, uh, Dave, tell us what's uh, good news, bad news oh, yeah. in the news news. You know, you know how it is with wrestling. There's always good news and there's always bad news. Um, hope you know. Um, so the good news is la uh, last time we spoke, uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff was uh, he was in bad shape. People were really uh, you know it, it, it was dire straits. It looked like, but he's reportedly doing much better oh, since yeah. we last heard. So yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful news. That's oh, good. That's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's now, unfortunately, unfortunately, we have a double dose of bad news as one of the goats, uh, Terry Funk, the original hardcore legend, like, oh no, uh, he's, he's not doing so hot right now. Uh, it doesn't seem oh, like, no. yeah. Oh, that's awful news. Really? Yeah. Oh. And, uh, it seems like his, you know, uh, they, they issued a statement that like, you know, he's he's an, an older man who's, you know, uh, got a lot of miles on him, who lost his wife recently. And, you know, uh, all things considered, he has his good days and he has his bad days. But uh, a lot of people are reaching out and, sh and sharing their love about Terry Funk. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mick Foley would not be the legend that he was, but for the feuds with Terry Funk. And yeah. Cactus Jack in the NWA WCW days, he really is absolutely hardcore legend. Oh man! Yeah. All right, so every, every everybody's got to got to yeah. do a little prayer for the Funker. When I yeah. sure. when you said yeah, there's man. more, Dave, well, well, there's more. You yeah, what there's news? more bad news. Uh, well, well, when dude, I think, man. I just want to say, man, this was such a good episode. <laughs> you were all high on like art <laughs> and comics. <laughs> and now I'm just, no. I'm just depressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening. You know. On, on a slightly positive note, you know, when we think about, I think about the greatest ECW champion of all time. To me, it's it's Terry Funk. It's Terry Funk for sure. Like, I don't know, Shane Douglas, yeah. you got a lot of great ECW champions, but like he was the dominant face champion during my childhood, like during my prime of ECW, I feel like. So uh, shout out to him and also his role in Roadhouse. Um, the other. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's in Roadhouse. He's, he's <laughs> oh, a, man. Here's, a, here's an interesting thing about Terry Funk. He, I, I've heard people like Stone Cold talk about it in, in interviews is that Terry Funk told all of the wrestlers who were like on their, you know, on their way out of the ring, retiring out of the ring is like, just do one movie, just do one movie and you get um, SAG benefits and you get SAG benefits for the rest of your life. And, you know, as we know, wow. these wrestlers, you know, don't, you know, are hard to get insured. Uh, they don't get insured through wrestling, so he was very, yeah. you know, very influential to a lot of guys like Kevin Nash, uh, Austin, those guys, and getting benefits. So, uh, yeah, big that shout. Is out. Smart, wow, that's right. 
Hell, really smart. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. And, so what's the other bad news? The other, is it worse than Terry Funk being uh, sick? I mean, you can't quantify these things, but it, it sucks that Jimmy Uso like two years ago was busted with a, with a DUI and apparently uh, it happened again. Like last is this as we record this on Tuesday, I saw it earlier today. Um, he blew a 205 in Pensacola, Florida. It's hard to get arrested <laughs> for. It's hard to get pulled over in Pensacola, Florida. Um, yeah, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Um, um, you know, uh, I heard they, he's doing like fifty and a thirty-five. Yeah, he ran a red Ooh. light. <laughs> he ran a red light. I think. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's still going straight up? Two hundred five live <laughs> last night. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm so that's... I'm so disappointed. Like. He was supposed to be integral in this bloodline storyline. Like I was, I was happy to see him back and end this whole thing. But now he's like, he's messing his his whole his life up. It's you a, know, this it's is a, this is he's he's like the he's like the next coming of Jeff Hardy in a way. Yeah, where you got these incredibly talented guys in WWE. Look, he didn't violate any of like WWE's um, you know performance standards. Like just like with Jeff Hardy, they kind of try to separate the human being who gets the DUI from the in-ring performer. But when you are involved in one of the biggest storylines in the WWE today, and this happens, it's just not good news for everybody. And, and, and it's the best storyline. Yeah. That's it's, sad, man. I, I hope that guy... It's the best storyline in WWE right now, I feel like, right? Like the Usos and Roman Reigns. Are Absolutely. Most, oh, yeah. Yeah, right? The most compelling storyline, they're killing it, right? Yeah, and it's, it's a storyline that doesn't insult your intelligence, has a lot of depth to it, but it's still like wrestling, like, Whoever's doing that needs to do everything else, but no, that's the best thing. <laughs> it's the best. It's the yeah. best. I'm, that's sad though. Yeah. I uh I I hope Jimmy's uh I, I I hope he's able to get help first and foremost. Cause like that that sucks. And that that's definitely like not um you know, that's not that's not something that happens by accident. Like that's a lot. Well, thankfully, and it's sad. It's sad because, especially at the at the height of 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 what's you know the storyline and like all eyes on on him right now. Like it's just it's a shame that bums me out. And, and yeah. thankfully for you, thank, yeah, for sure, absolutely, man, absolutely. Thankfully, he didn't hurt anybody else or himself. You know, like that's that's the big main like you know want to be thankful for. But like it just blows my mind when like rich people don't who love i love drinking as much as the next guy i love drinking more than the next guy if you guys are the next guys <laughs> but like it blows my mind like just get an uber it's a thing get a lift it exists right. exactly oh uh, yeah yeah uh, so that's yeah right. well, lift us up with some good news that's the, lift us up with some good news now <laughs> yeah what else is going on <laughs> yeah. all right all right do you have any uh neutral or medium news i think ethan, <laughs> ethan had some newsy news what was your newsy news, Ethan? Newsy news? Yeah. What do you got? Oh, is this about my dream last night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is some weird <laughs> news. <laughs> what is the news? Is that you well, had a dream I, about John Cena? I saw – okay. So I see in the show notes that Cena is coming back. But but hmm. uh, but what one thing that you, <laughs> you may not know, uh, Chaos, is I don't watch wrestling anymore. I've watched wrestling growing up all my life, but I don't think I've watched it since like last year's WrestleMania. So the fact that he's returning isn't that big of a deal to me. But what is a big deal was that John Cena was in my dream last <laughs> night. Whoa, could you see him? Yeah, of course I could see you, man. Like, you know, like he was, it wasn't John Cena, like in character. It was like oh, okay. John Cena, like in a polo shirt. Cena shun. Yeah. Was it John Cena dressed as the peacemaker as he's so, been walking around doing interviews as peacemaker for like the last month, I think? You know, oh, he's doing like, that? That's dope. I have all these crazy yeah. dreams, like, you know, stuff I want to remember, but, but can't. But I remembered exactly what John Cena was wearing. He was wearing a black polo shirt. Okay. He was really excited was to he, see me. Was and he, he was, was he like, hey, either? man. Uh, was, was he wearing anything else? I, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> we're not talking about that. <laughs> this part of the podcast. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. If, yeah. just, Let's just say John Cena was in my dream last night. We're, we're buddies. He's grateful to have a friend that he can kind of talk to outside of the business. And uh, yeah, man, it was, it was a positive dream. It was good. Um, all right. And then, and then before we wrap up, I think we've got, it's a very brief, uh, I believe it's less of a trademark war and more of a trademark update. Is that correct, Ethan? Yeah, but you still have to do the song. Just yeah, of course. I just want to make sure we get the right song played. Uh, all right. So uh, trademark update. 
Chibok. Yeah, where's the song? Update. Update. We've had checkbooks. We told you about it before. Here's an update. Here's an update. Intellectual property. Chibok update. It works even better. Man, that wow. intro was going to far exceed this segment. That is amazing. <laughs> I love Thank that you. song. <laughs> so Thank many, you. many eons ago, we had an entire episode dedicated to trademark wars, specifically the war between Cody Rhodes and the WWE involving his father's trademarks. Well, we have, we have a little end note to the story in a way because one of the IP that Cody Rhodes was fighting over was the Great American Bash. And as we mm. speak... And record this episode tonight. NXT is putting on the Great American Bash, and uh, yeah, my bad. Fan by the chimes way. in on Twitter. My bad on that chaos. In case you were planning on watching that tonight, I didn't realize. I'll catch the replay. It's all good. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is this is good because we have another poet who tweeted Sigma Poet nine fourteen tweeted to Cody Rhodes. <laughs> He said, I felt like WWE should have given you and your brother the Great American Bash paper for your name to use in AEW. Here's how Cody responded. He said, business is business. They have the rights to many of Dusty's greatest creations. Mm. My hope is they do them justice and I will never be bitter about his legacy being honored and a whole new generation seeing he was a genius with his lasting concepts. Wow. So it looks like at least in terms of the Great American Bash, WWE, Cody Rhodes are going to put their beef aside. Uh, there's no trademark war today. It's just a trademark update. All's well that ends well. And, and Cody's happy to see his father's legacy living on in the WWE right now on NXT. Well, that's classy. a nice, positive, uh, classy response. Chaos. Yeah, classy is a great way to put it. Chaos, what's your take on that? Is that Cody being a politician? Uh, <laughs> that a, I'm sorry, hold on. Did a ghost just walk behind you, Ethan? I did yeah. see that. Let's, you saw that, right? Was that a ghost? I, I, I definitely saw that. I have no idea. Was, was that, was that Alexa, Alexa Bliss back there? Doing this <laughs> like literally a white sheet just like <laughs> like slowly vaporized up Ethan's stairwell. I, I'm yeah. so glad Chaos also saw that. Thank you, Chaos. Yes. Have you been hitting the bong the entire time too? I know Sean has. <laughs> oh, not, not at all. Okay. <laughs> But but yeah, I, th- uh, I think that's I think Cody's being a politician. It's a very uh, public thing to say, you know. Even if there's yes. something else going on behind the scenes, you got to let the public know in a certain way that's going to uphold your image for future business. And frankly, uphold his father's legacy in, in, yeah, in its own that's way. It. You know, that's I mean, it. what he's what he's saying there is reminding people of the legacy. Yeah, and and that's smart. Um. Yeah. So uh. So. First of all, this was so fun. Uh, Chaos, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, everyone should definitely follow you. Where can they find you on social media so that they can uh, check out all your stuff, all your, you know, the wrestling poem if they haven't seen it yet? Uh, and and do you, do, I want to see the original wrestling poem. Is that one up too? Um, yeah, it's, all, it's on my Instagram, uh, T Chaos itself. Um, it's on Facebook. Same name, T Chaos itself. I spell it like that. So, like, if you type it in, I'm everywhere. So, like, Instagram, Facebook. I don't have nice. a Twitter, but I am on PlayStation and Xbox as T Chaos itself. Well, yeah, follow me everywhere. Sweet. Oh, yeah. we, uh, you play Fortnite? We're going to have to get into some Fortnite at some point. Oh, I, I cannot build worth anything. So, Fortnite is not my game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you would be great with me because I also suck at that game. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 oh, it looks so fun and it's such a great community y'all have like concerts and like world events but i can't build crazy. so i die so like I'm yeah like, me too i don't feel i'm not, i'm terrible at building but i like just dropping into the thing shooting at a bunch of people and then getting killed and also <laughs> i've at this point spent way too much money on like thanos and loki skins that like i have to commit to getting good at this game yeah so you know now i'm now i'm in i'm in it forever that's how um, I am every Call of Duty I buy every year. I'm exactly. just a little trash, but I was like, nah, I gotta, I gotta play. I gotta at least do good. So, exactly, exactly. You're like, look, I, I, I can't be the worst person playing, so <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I kill people sometimes, which means I'm not the worst. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, that, this that, is that's, awesome. That's what, I'm here for. what about if people want to find? <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, if you want to go give. Uh, Chaos itself, Sean and Dave, some tips on how to build in Fortnite. You can join <laughs> us on uh, on Instagram by searching for Wrestling with Friends, Twitter, WWF Podcast, or 
You can join us on Facebook at the Wrestling with Friends Facebook group. Yeah. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sean Wrights. Um, also, definitely check out the show on all of the podcasting platforms. If you can, leave a comment, uh, subscribe, like, whatever whatever you can do. Share it with friends. Um, check us out on anchor.fm. Uh, what is it? Anchor.fm uh, WWF pod. And, uh, you know, you can uh, find links out to the show on every other possible platform. Um, so do that. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the show. And Dave, where can people find you, buddy? Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at Dave.Kush. That's D-A-V-E period K-U-S-H. On Twitter, I'm the same thing, but no period. Uh, just Dave Kush. And uh, Dave's been on a minor delay all night, so I'm sure this ending theme song is going to go sound <laughs> really, really good. Uh, so, uh, Dave, take it away. Have, uh, wrap have, us out of here. Have fun editing this, motherfucker. Because we're wrestling, yeah. <laughs> wrestling with friends. Wrestling with friends. Who we're wrestling with. <laughs> I mean, it can get a lot better. <laughs> There's definitely room for improvement. Uh. <laughs> uh, well that was a show we 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 uh we tore you down with some really depressing news and then we build you back up again with our incompetence uh <laughs> thank you again so much uh chaos uh and uh and everybody for listening and we'll see you on the other side of next week bye thank you thank you this is great thank you awesome.